Hello and welcome to Master Your Coaching Biz, a podcast for rising coaches and entrepreneurs who want to design the life of their dreams and make a massive impact on the world while building an inspired, successful, and profitable business. I'm your host, Cheryl Thacker, Master Board Certified Coach, trainer, ICF Mentor Coach, international speaker, and founder of Successful Coaches Enterprise. I believe that every coach has a unique gift to present to the world, and I'm humbled that I've had the opportunity to work with hundreds of coaches and entrepreneurs on their journey to mastering their business. Join me each week as we explore all things coaching to master your business with tools, techniques, and strategies to create and market your products, get visible, make an impact, and grow your business. Listen in on interviews with leading coaches and entrepreneurs sharing their stories and best tips to teach, inspire, and empower you. Observe coaching sessions, participate in Q&A, and learn how to master your mindset to enhance your coaching skills. Are you ready to build the life and business of your dreams while doing what you love? Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to today's show. I'm really excited today. We have Sima Dahl with us and she is an international speaker and branding visionary. And she helps empower professionals to stand out, stay relevant and be in demand. Welcome, how are you doing today? Cheryl, I'm delighted to be here, doing good. It is, uh, it is February today here in Chicago. We got a foot of snow last night, so I'm just thawing oh. out. <laughs> oh my goodness. I keep hearing about this crazy weather and everything that's going on around the country. So that's a foot of snow. Better than me when it comes to snow. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, so tell us a little bit more, uh, more about yourself. Sure. I was a corporate marketer for many years, mostly in the high-tech space, what we call a, a business-to-business marketer. I was really interested in branding and messaging and lead generation. And being in high-tech, my career was nothing if not volatile. So I started using basic marketing fundamentals to create a bit of a name and raise my visibility in the community so that I could just find that next job, right? Um, and then when I went out on my own, and that's a different story, but I realized those same fundamentals, that personal brand, personal marketing, started generating leads for myself. And here I am 13 years later, I do keynote speaking, corporate training, and executive coaching. Oh, awesome. So what, um, so you've been doing this for 13 years. How did you make that transition from um, corporate to your own business? A lot of our listeners uh, attempt to do that or are planning on doing it. You know, the, I'll tell you the honest story and then I'll tell you what I did wrong. The <laughs> honest story was that I was working for a large multinational organization, largely from home and found myself with some free time. At that same time, uh, people I knew from the high-tech startup space here in the greater Chicagoland area were reaching out to me for, for help, for work, for branding, for messaging. And I had a, a bit of a side hustle. So I was doing consulting on the side, had my day job, and I thought things were, were pretty good. Lost said day job as was the case with many 
many high tech ventures and yeah. decided to turn my side hustle into, uh, you know, just do this, get through this summer, enjoy the sun, do some consulting on this side. And that was 13 years ago. I never really looked back. The, the thing I would do differently, well, there's a few things I would do differently is uh, one, I would start the business, the the legal aspects of the business, setting up billing, you know, building the website, all of that while I still had a day job. And the yeah. other thing is I'd make sure that was something I really wanted to do full time. For me, as it turned out, the consulting wasn't nearly as exciting personally, wasn't nearly as rewarding as delivering the training, the workshops, as speaking in front of audiences and coaching people. So while I still do some element of consulting to this day, it's really around designing uh, training and, and, and audience engagement, those kinds of things. Pure consulting turns out not in my DNA. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that makes sense. I mean, um, especially people in the coaching space, we're very diverse <laughs> in our um, interests and, and passions. And so, yeah, I've taken a little bit to see what, you know, what is going to ring true? What, what are some things that you might have to tweak? Um, what's great about being in your own business, just what you said, you can shift and you can start to focus in on what you want to focus in on. So I love that. I love that you did Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I've, I've, you know, evolved, shifted, pivoted, use your favorite terms several times over the years. And you can refine your practice, expand your practice. Um, but when we say, you know, I'm a coach, there's a lot of room for interpretation. And so one of the things that I encourage your listeners to do is really define uh, what type of coach for whom and to what end. You know, all marketing sort of drives an outcome. What outcome can can you drive with your clients? Yeah, and that's a that's a tough um, it's a tough sell with some coaches for them to to really you know niche down and really get clear on their ideal client avatar because we want to help everybody. Um, but just as you said, in order to market effectively and to be heard through like all the noise out there from from other coaches is really to get clear on our ideal client and their um, you know, goals, aspirations, and, uh, and pain points, right? So that's a big yeah. part of that marketing. Yeah. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head, you know, even in working with last night, I was working with a group of emerging speakers and to say, I speak about, you know, leadership or, or, you know, I'm an inspiring motivational speaker. What does that ultimately mean? How would a, a meeting planner know to book you? So the, the counsel or advice I give to coaches who are not yet ready to niche down is to identify where 80% of their business is currently coming from, or if they're not yet fully booked, the ideal client and market to that and trust that you'll have 20% of your business that isn't in that space. But the more you put it out there, the more you will attract those those buyers. So I work with sales teams too. They, they say, well, we can sell all these things to all these businesses all over the country. Okay. That may be true, but 80% of your buyers are small and medium businesses, you know, in the, in a tri-state area. <laughs> so let's yeah. focus there and trust that you can say, but we also serve national clients too. Right. Yeah. It's not about um, pigeonholing. It's about creating more freedom, I think. And so I think Absolutely. we're able to create that more freedom. Yeah. yeah. 
Awesome. So, so now you, I love that you talked about the personal branding because, you know, as coaches, um, and, and a lot, you know, I think this is going to be a good portion of those listening in. We, we get so <laughs> hooked up or hooked into like the verbiage around what branding means and, you know, the things that we should be doing <laughs> to be branded. But personal branding, I think, is a first step. And then you can, you know, like get into all that other things. But when you're first starting out, which our audience is, you know, anywhere in the first three years, um, typically, that the, the personal branding, I think, is stands out as being a little bit more important. So um, what do you think? What are your thoughts on that? Agree, agree. So I do presentations to rooms full of marketers, and we still can't agree on what do we mean when we say, you know, build a brand. So for your listeners today, I would suggest consider a brand as your promise. So the product you deliver, the service you deliver, the, the work promise. When we do that thing I call coaching, right? what will you achieve? Where will you go through our work together? And ultimately in the beginning, unless you're already starting out of the gate with a stable of coaches under your umbrella, it, you are the word, you are the brand. And whether you're looking for that first client or the 30th, people refer you. They refer you by name, not your business name, not your logo color, none of that. You know, ultimately all you need in the beginning is uh, the intention. The, the statement that says who I am is someone who serves these types of people in this way to this end. And, you know, your character, your competence and your charisma precedes you. So many of us start an entrepreneurial venture of this nature by leveraging our network. And so you to inform your network that you're no longer an HR manager or, you know, a project analyst that you're over here in this new space doing as you know the same level of work just in a new category and get that network to embrace you, promote you and refer you. Oh, awesome, love that. Um, how did you uh, formulate your personal branding philosophy? How did that get started? Well, as I mentioned, I was somebody who was always looking for their next job. You know, your listeners, um, if they look me up on LinkedIn, they'll say, oh my gosh, this gal got around. And the truth is I did have more jobs than boyfriends. It was, like I said, a very volatile industry, high tech. So the degree to which I was able to, to stand out, um, create a name within my network, lean in, volunteer, become affiliated or associated with, all the peripheral that we do, um, outside of the actual job itself. So in my case, back then, I joined the American Marketing Association and I didn't just join, I leaned in and I volunteered. And I volunteered all the time, eventually joining the board. And as it turns out, it was a fellow board member some decade later who would give me my first shot delivering a social selling workshop to a group of insurance professionals. I mean, that's how it starts in demonstrating that character, the expertise, the willingness to see it through. So all of that now I had to shift to this entrepreneurial opportunity. Where do I wanna hang out? Who do I wanna surround myself with? 
And then very tactically, how do I tell people who I am and what I do? How do I tell them when I meet them? And how do I reinforce that online? And I think that offline, online mindset when building a personal brand is the way to start. Thinking not just do one thing, but instead all the things. All the, all the ways I may encounter your, your Facebook, your Instagram, uh, at a chamber of commerce meeting, on a, on a volunteer committee call on Zoom. Are you giving me consistent messaging about who you are, what you do? who you serve. Oh, awesome. So what's something that you always see, um, you know, happening with entrepreneurs or professionals that, um, that they do wrong and what, what should they do instead? I, I see this across all categories of professional, but especially those of us as solopreneurs in professional services. We go around the room when it's our turn to introduce ourselves and we say something meaningless like, my name is Simadal. I'm the president, founder, and CEO of Sway Factory Inc. And you're still trying to figure out what my first name is. And it's time to go to the next person. And it's just um, meaningless to the listening audience. So slowing down in what I call crafting that airplane pitch. You know, a slow personal, it's the person next to you in the airplane and make it pop, make it, uh, come up with a way to introduce yourself that piques my interest, that's the P, opens a dialogue and positions you in my long-term memory. So instead of saying my fancy title and my degrees, even my last name, even the name of my company, which so many people sweat over, like what to call their company and they really want you to know their- <laughs> Another conversation. Right, it doesn't matter. Right. My name is Joe. I work with senior executives who want to leave their corporate high pressure jobs and serve on, a, you know, boards and associations, whatever it is. Right. Just say that because everybody listening to you, if they don't need what you do in that moment, I promise you, they will at some point know someone who does. Right. Awesome. Um, about uh, social media, you think there's, <laughs> is it worth it? Well, you know, this is a big controversy here, right? Like, especially now where, um, you know, most coaches are online at this moment, um, that might change like when things open up in the country, but um, you know, you have some marketers saying, hey, you should be spending an hour a day on social media. And you have some saying, oh, just go in for 15 minutes. And then what are your thoughts on that? I know it's maddening. It's maddening. I was literally listening to a, a newscast this morning that had a featured segment about this new social media called um, Clubhouse, Clubhouse. <laughs> right? And it's audio only. And this yes. cracks me up because the hypesters, the hipsters and the pundits and the so-called so experts with their fat stacks of cash in their bank account. You know, hey, Elon Musk was on there yesterday. Oprah's been known to drop by. Like who actually cares about any of that? When your clubhouse conversations leads to cash to cover your mortgage, let's talk. So I really do come at it. People think I'm the early adopter. Um, nope, I'm gonna let the rest of y'all figure out 
how to do it there, and then I'll consider joining because it is a colossal time suck. You should have seen me early days of Twitter going down every rabbit hole till like my eyes were bloodshot, like got to click that link, got to read that blog, have to do it. And in the end, what you should be doing is creating your own content. So I take a measured approach to all things social. I know that my personal network remains a constant source of referral for me because every blue moon on Facebook, I remind them exactly who I am and what I do. Right. So I might be, you know, shooting the breeze, talking about the greatest new Thai restaurant that just opened up. But every now and then I'm excited to be me doing what I do for the people I do it for. It's just that drip, drip. That's Facebook and LinkedIn once a week. Once a week, I'm going to stay. I'm going to do something to stay top of mind and share content that you'll find useful or that's just blatant self-promotion, it doesn't matter. That's what we're there for, to tell <laughs> others what we do. It's right. you know, People think it's bragging, I think it's benevolence. Let others know how you make the world a better place. But Absolutely. you will not find me on Pinterest. It makes me angry and hungry. And I feel inept that I can't you know, make a scrapbook or whatever. Instagram's like me and my girlfriends at a concert. I just can't. You know, I don't know. I take a very <laughs> deliberate approach. Yeah. Okay. That, I mean, and that's, I, th I think that's good advice too. Like, um, I try to tell my coaches, you know, pick two, three at the most. Right. It's, you know, where, where are you getting the most engagement? It's just like any other task, right? All our tasks should lead to eventually getting paid. So what, 100%. Where, <laughs> you know, so where yeah. are you, where are you, um, you know, getting the most engagement, where are you getting the most referrals? Um, you know, it could and, be and, you know, I, on Twitter, I, I schedule a lot of my tweets. So we're doing a podcast together today. Hopefully your listeners will find value. You're going to repurpose that asset. Yeah. So am I, and I'll be sharing it on Twitter and tagging you. And those will be in my queue so that when I log in on any given day, I can be present, trusting the content is flowing. Right. Yeah. Yep. I like that. Awesome. All right. Um, how's, well, we just talked about that. So how's, um, how, how do you keep you at the top of the mind of your network and your uh, following? How do you, how do you stay there? Cause you know, there's just so much noise out there. There is a lot of hard. noise. My, my answer to noise is to the human individual touch. Because we have to understand that when we take action, however small in any social stream, it's an amplifier. So if you have a good business foundation, you know you do good work, you know how to close a sale, you, you have testimonials, you've got some small track record of success, you know you're a viable coach, okay, Social media can take what you're doing well and amplify our awareness of that. So for example, um, I'll, I'll use LinkedIn. I spend the majority of my social time on LinkedIn and I will never ever, you know, you get those automated options like, hey, it's your friend's birthday. It's their work anniversary, wish them well. And everybody kind of goes through and clickety click, click. Mm -hmm. You know, I had to take down my birthday because I'd get hundreds of, Happy birthday, happy birthday from people. 
so I, I always use your first name, right? I always use a full signature because you may not remember who I am or how we met. I right. always treat you like we are talking over the picket fence, not like in this wild west of digital connection. And it's that small drip of personal touch. Um, if you post some good news, Cheryl, I'll see it in my stream and I'll pause. And instead of liking it, which is one way to stay top of mind, I'll comment. And when I comment, I'll tag you to ensure you see it. And others will see me and they'll see that ripple effect and I'll lift you up and you'll take me right there with you. Yeah, I love that. So, uh, so you spend most of your time on LinkedIn. That's interesting. What um, what would you say is the is the area that you get the most referrals from? Is that in the feed, or is it just building those connections? Like, what is the top way that you're seeing that happen from LinkedIn? Sure, and I should explain that when I say the most time, I mean on average five minutes a day. Five minutes a day to check who's requested a connection. Everyone I accept, I reply to. Every connection I ask for, I customize. If somebody drops a comment in something I've shared, better believe I acknowledge them. So that's that's my five minutes or I'm prospecting, I'm looking up somebody I'm about to call, I look you up, right? <laughs> um, but, but Fundamentally, you need a LinkedIn profile that sells you while you sleep. If I can't forward your LinkedIn profile to one of my friends and, and that profile sells my friend on you and all you do, the profile isn't optimized. And it's the fullness, the richness with which you tell your personal story because you're the coach, I'm going to be working with you. Why are we talking about ourselves in a third person? Like we're all that. No, this right. is me. This is how I'll help you. This is how we'll work together. These are the outcomes you can expect. So I want all of that in your profile with those key words. So if I'm searching my network for a particular type of coach, I find you. If I don't find you, that's on you. That's, that's first. If you're going to knock on digital doors or start crafting content to raise your visibility, if you pump out some great article that gets you know people crazy and they come back to your profile and it's anemic and sad and blank, you know, <laughs> with a great bobblehead, uh, you know, you've missed, you got to put first things first. Yeah. You just kind of missed the mark there then. Right. Yeah. All right. So, um, Starting to kind of wind down here. What would you say um, if you had to give like three steps that somebody could take to really, um, you know, start their personal branding or up level their personal their personal branding? First of all, I feel like maybe I left people hanging on the last question, and you said, you know, where do I spend the most of my time? Profile optimization is something you do once and then you keep an eye on forevermore, right? Okay. So it's, yep. it's not like you walk away and then you earn awards or certifications and you never update it. But how I, um, how I generate visibility is once a week, I share some content. It doesn't even have to be a long article. Oftentimes it's the humble status update. 
just once a week. People are trying to be crazy there with all the content, all the days. People can't even keep up with how much content you're creating. Your, your clients are working also, right? So like, you know, slow the roll. Um, so that would be one, one of the three strategies is be mindful about sharing um, very specific, easy to read content that helps people remember the space you want to own. The other is to not think that because you shared something, everyone saw it. My, my closest friends and I, we have a pinky swear pact. If something major in your life happens, professionally, personally, or otherwise, please don't think I saw your Facebook update. Like, that's, this doesn't happen. So you think you've told your network you're coaching now because that one time you wrote it on Facebook, and you don't want to be a pest or a braggart or annoy people. It's, it doesn't work that way. Right? We only learn what we're reminded of. So talking about your business in a first person, super excited, found a great podcast today from Cheryl Backer, right? Like talking about the growth of your coaching practice reminds people that you want coaching clients. So that's yeah. two. And three is to do less and do it consistently. So every startup, every entrepreneur that I ever worked with in the high-tech space, you know, there's like three lists. Here's a list of what we need to do right now. Here's the list of what we're going to do to market the business in the coming 90 to 180 days. And here's everything else we can't possibly fathom right now. <laughs> And, and just give it a place outside of your brain to focus on fundamentals and stay there as long as you have to. But when we try to do it all and we try to do too much or when we're haphazard and we disappear for months at time, that's when we keep having to start over and over. Yeah, that consistency is so, so important. Yeah, and you know, I myself just fell off the wagon. I will completely confess anybody who goes to my LinkedIn profile when they hear this and look for a post dated February 15th, we'll see that I was just coming back out of a three month hiatus because between politics and pandemic and general lunacy, I don't know what was going on in the constellations, but I really, I needed a timeout. So I'm back now and I'm back at my once a week, once a week staying, taking small action to stay visible in the stream. Awesome. I'm so happy that you joined us today. Uh, where could uh, the audience get a hold of you if they'd like to continue contact with you? Absolutely, it's super easy. My website is my name, simadoll.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn and I've got some information on my website that you can use. You can get a five-day kickstart to think about the personal brand you want to create and I publish a newsletter on LinkedIn every couple of weeks really practical tips to bring your personal brand to life and grow your coaching practice awesome and I will have all of those links in the show notes so people can just kind of click through to get to you and I want to thank you so much um, for joining me today I've had a good time and I think that your information was very helpful and beneficial so guys listening in you know take take the advice and really slow down 
and be consistent and work on your personal branding. I think that that is very important. And I love that that's, this was our topic today. You made it easy. Thank you so much for having me today. Oh, thank you. And have a great day. You too. Thanks, guys. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening in today. I'm so glad we got to spend this time together. If you love today's show, please consider leaving me a review on the Apple Podcast app so other coaches can find the podcast. For more information about me, visit SuccessfulCoaches.com. For daily inspiration and affirmations, follow me on Instagram at Coach Cheryl Thacker. Be sure to send me a DM so I can say hello. Until next time, to your success.